Living good life, and we are ready to go. Okay, one sec. The link's are already out. All right. <clears throat> so, folks, obviously, special episode will be on the pitch joined here with my regular co-host, Colin McGuigan, on what this has uh, been a busy few days. How you doing, mate? Yeah, all good. Busy, busy few days for you, mate. Uh, I think it's been the busiest three days that I've ever had as a United fan with information that's been handed to me. And we've had these in the past where there's been lots of rumours about what's going to happen with Glazers, all that, and um, never really been able to go on here with it. But this time, it's absolutely bulletproof, right? I can't say how I know what I know, but Manchester United are for sale. Not partial, 100% for sale. Um, I've had that confronted me by people in the financial sector. I've had that confronted me by people who have spoke to the Glazer bankers. Um, there's a lot I can't say right now because I'm not allowed to say it. But um, if you're a United fan right now, uh, this football club is in the process of getting sold, and I'm quite confident that that's the case. So I've been sitting on this for a few days, which is part of the reason why I've been quiet. <laughs> part of the reason why I haven't really been commenting on transfers. I've uh, been handed other information come that is astonishing, to be quite honest. Uh, one of the things that uh, this will not be popular, but it's true. Um, Ed Woodward and Richard Arnold are not the reason why Manchester United don't make sense, nor is Joel Murdoch, nor is anyone else. Right? It is 100% Joel Glazer. And so the... Family are, are there's I know there's been pressure put on them by individuals within their family from what I'm told. And so um I definitely think we could see Manchester United with different owners in the next well, next few months. Well, I think I think you contacted me on Monday about this, didn't you? So you told me on Monday we couldn't say anything, obviously. Um and then the story's been broke earlier on from Bloomberg. But I think we're, it's going to be like a short-term pain for a long-term game because obviously like we're not making sense this summer. It's pretty obvious. You can even think of the whole Sancho saga from last year and compare it maybe to De Jong in ways. I mean, think about like De Jong's probably not going to happen. Rabiot looks no, like De Jong's definitely not going to happen. Yeah, Rabi Rabiot's not going to happen. So like, where, where does this team go from now until January? And then in January, whenever the market is like it normally is in January. It's going to be even worse because of the World Cup this year. So what happens then? Do you wait until next summer? Does the rebuild then start next summer? Is There's it going to be no the rebuild. Manager? There's is, no is rebuild. The new manager, is, it, is, is it going to be a new manager? Because whenever a new owner comes in, the new owner might say, nah, it's an not for me. The club's not well, at the moment. Uh, look, all those possible permutations. Um, to be honest, my focus has been completely taken off transfers the last couple of days and the, cha the chaos that is transfers. I mean, if you emotionally extract yourself from what's happening and look at it from you know, a purely neutral, analytical point of view, it is just a disgrace. And they're not running the club like people who expect to be there for much longer. I mean, there's no even there's a duty of curly or asset that they're not even you know that they're not even doing. So um, when I 
the people that I've spoke to in the financial sector um, that have stood this story up, and multiple sources, by the way, that are very, very, very close to people who are interested in buying the club. Um, uh, and the number of people I spoke to that have stood it up. So it's 100% true, right? I mean, it's utterly impossible that this isn't true. And I don't believe for one minute. I think if, if the Glazers could get someone to invest and take their money, they do it and then sell it. But you don't give Dracula money, they're on the blood bank. Right? Everyone knows they're the problem. You'd have to have had a lobotomy to give the Glazers money to invest in that business, you know, because they're completely impalatable to Manchester United fans. They continue to run the football club in the ground, but it was always destined to end like this. The trajectory of the Glazer ownership was always this was end game. End game was going to be a complete capitulation. Absentee landlords, they saw what happened with Chelsea. I'm certain of this. So it's time to go. I uh, understand from what I've been told was, you know, it's been pressure being put on them from some of their family members um, to do this. And uh, United, you know, we are just finding out about it. But um, I understand it's been out there for a bit now. But do you think uh, maybe that goes all back to Cristiano Ronaldo signing? Is that smart from the Glazers in a way that they, they no. drive the value of the club? The commercial think, value of the club rises, and we're not making any more signings. It's smokescreen to the fans because you know the whole Ronaldo was here a few years ago. Ronaldo's a great signing, really. Ronaldo isn't isn't doing it on the pitch at the moment, anyways. I know I've stuck up for him and said last year he was unbelievable, but whenever you think about it, is that all just a ploy from the Glazers last year that said, Do you know what? Yeah, let's get Ronaldo in, let's drive the commercial value of this club. We're going to sell them because what we've seen in each transfer window is. Reaction to other teams. Do you know what I believe Reaction happened? To no proactivity. <clears throat> so, in 2020, when United were after Jaden Sancho, they knew in June that they weren't getting them that summer. But yet, they had a strategy to brief till the last week of the window that they were going to get him. And um, and then come out and do something else. And cry and say, I think they did exactly the same with the young. I think that the impasse with Barcelona suited them because it gave them an excuse to not have to go through with the signing. I think it suited Frankie de Jong because he uh, was able to leverage Manchester United's interest to get paid. Also suited his agent. So I don't believe United have ever been really serious about sending Frankie de Jong uh, based on what they did with Sancho in the first year. It was identical. And uh, I think that um, what happened with De Jong was all United knew all along this was going to happen. I think that's part of the reason why De Jong hasn't come out and said he wanted to go to United. Because I don't think United have been serious about sending him. Um, I know John Murdoch has been out there. I know John Murdoch has been out there. What's that? Where does Ten Hag stand on this end? He's got obviously a good work. Well, I I think Ten Hag's been right too. I think he's yeah, so, so where, where does where does the buck stop then? And what's to say that the grass is going to be Well, the buck starts with the new owners. It's as simple as that. Yeah, but that's right? the thing. What's to say we're going to get a great new owner in? Because you're not well, going to no, that Well, no, of course, either. we don't know that. You know right? I mean? that, that. That, of course, is another unknown. We don't know that. Um, we don't know what's going to happen with potential new owners and who that's going to be. And all that. That's, of course, an open question. That's another, another issue. But, um, you know, you can't have a relationship with people with a lack of trust. So 
you, you terminate the relationship once there's no trust. Glazers are not in this to get trust from people. Um, don't think the Glazers have ever really been serious about uh, doing anything other than sustaining the asset, which is what we've seen this summer. And we're never serious about a rebuild, never serious about any of that. You look at Ranyak leaving everything else, anything that's got a long-term projection doesn't look good. You know, uh, Ronaldo is going to come out and do an interview, <clears throat> which the Glazers will be extremely nervous about. Um, the sponsors are extremely unhappy. Uh, I know that the international rights holders are not particularly happy from what I've been told, but because when the Premier League, from a, as a commercial entity, needs a strong Manchester United, right? It needs Manchester United. It helps sell subscriptions. It helps sell pay-per-view rates. Helps sell everything. And a Premier League contract without Manchester United is not worth the same. Make no mistake about it. Manchester United's results for the last twenty games would have them second bottom, right? Manchester United are in serious, serious trouble. They're not even competitive in games. They played Brighton and Brentford and got demolished. They're not even competitive. This football club isn't on its knees. This football club is dying. And if it doesn't have a complete change of direction quickly, Manchester United are in legitimate serious jeopardy of going down because most of those players don't want to be there. What Dean Henderson said is a reflection of how a lot of players feel he was one of the only ones to say it. But then that, that's where the problem is because Rome wasn't built in a day. This is, you've said it's not, but it is going to be a rebuild. It has to be a rebuild. The team not under the Glazers, it won't be. There's, not under the Glazers, under the new ownership is what I'm saying. Yeah, of so, course. So so at what point then does the club get sold? This, From what from what you think it could be... Well, it's not going to happen when they transfer right? window. Okay, yeah, well, we'll know that. So it's going to be a year or two years, right? So the rebuild really is going to take a year off. That that's almost three years by the time this club's back. Fans no, don't really yeah, care about the background. Fans fans care about what's happening right now. Take a look at Newcastle. Yeah, take they'll, a look at Newcastle. They'll buy players in January and make sure the club's stabilised, and then they'll do it next summer. But we're not Newcastle. We're bigger than that. Come on, that's Newcastle. I'm saying that the, the situations are analogous, right? So with, what will happen is the difference between United and Newcastle is. You can't go in for superstars right away. City had to do it over a couple of years. With United, you can do that, right? So in January, when you've got money as a Manchester United manager, you can attract players. Uh, United will not have to go through that process of build, 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 build. They could go to the top of the market right away. Newcastle can't do that. City couldn't do that when they first got money. United will be able to. They'll get players in January that will make sure the club gets stabilised, make sure there's no but problems, how long, how long? and then... Following season, how long, spend. how long does it take over? So, do you think that we will be taken over by January? Well, what do you think? Of course, there's no way a football club will still be on by Glazers by the end of the year. No way. On top of which, it happens a lot quicker under new owners than it happens under these owners because these owners are taking this football club down. Right? If you know, don't get new owners quickly that are willing to invest in a football club, Manchester United are in serious trouble. Serious, serious trouble. Most of the players don't want to be there, they're not even competitive that- in football games. So the, the, the atmosphere inside the club is a disgrace, an absolute disgrace. It's impossible for Ten Hag to do his job, utterly impossible with the current climate. Hasn't been backed, hasn't been given the players. Blatantly obvious that the players that he has are incapable of playing the way Manchester United want to play, the way he wants to play. It's impossible. Right? So, But the sense cer- he, has, he has brought in, so like, I'll just stop, you know, because like, the sense he has brought in haven't really done much, really. Like we're um, looking at Lissandro Martinez, right? Jamie Carragher's coming out and saying he's never gonna, he's never gonna. Fuck start Jamie Carragher. No, 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 I know, but it's a good point. Because, because he, 
It's but, not a good it point. Is, it is. It is a good point. He's, See, he's a small centre half who can't cope with the physicality of the Premier League. It's a good point you make. So tell me, as <clears throat> um, you think Lissandro Martinez is the reason United lost four 0 to Brantford? Abs- absolutely not. He was but the best player you, against Brighton. Whenever you hear Thomas Frank coming out and saying that they targeted Lissandro Martinez, they targeted Quentin Erickson too. Yeah, but they targeted Lissandro Martinez because of his head. We targeted Christian Erickson too. He got whipped off at half time. They bullied him. We targeted Christian Erickson too. They targeted Luke Shaw. No, I, I mean, you can target 11 players in Man United, but you're not getting, you're not getting any results from him. So not, the, my the, point is, is that what he's brought in, he, he's been in charge of this recruitment. We touched on it last week. He hasn't he's been, he's been in players. He hasn't been in charge of recruitment. Well, he Joe Glazer's in charge of recruitment. Joe Glazer says no. Well, Joe Glazer he has says a final no. say on it. He has a final he doesn't, say on it. I can tell so you. So Den Haag doesn't no. have a final say on it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's kind of hard to believe, yeah. But I know this for a fact, and you know how I know this, and I can't tell you how I can't put it out of here. But I know for a fact that he doesn't. And I know for a fact who's in charge of recruitment at Manchester United. And I know for a fact why he's not getting players. Right? This has got nothing to do with Ten Hag. It's got nothing to do with John Murray. It's got nothing to do with Richard Arnold. It's got everything to do with Joe Glazer from what I've been told. So then why does Ten Hag not walk? Because Ten Hag came in here and false promises. 100%. Because he's three weeks into a job where he's being told to sit tight because things will change in the next six months. Right? So, what what what's he to do? You know, I I mean, you and I can say, but only he can answer that question, right? I, I mean, he, he's going to obviously have to. I'm not saying he's not blameless for some of the ways United played, right? I mean, but everyone, just like a player, has to give a manager time to learn how to deal with the league. That's that's fair, right? No, I I mean, if anyone expected Ten Hag to come in and play total football right away and we we're going to start battling things, then they're they're not in touch with reality. Exactly. I don't know the is. When you've got 11 players, listen, Solskjaer said after Everton game, when United lost 4 0, most of these players won't be here. Had Martial been fit, four of the players from that Everton game would have played at the weekend. All right. The football club is a mess internally. Yeah, and I'm just playing, just just to be clear, I'm playing devil's advocate here. I think Martinez is a good player, however. I don't think he's starting center half from Manchester. Fair enough. he's He's better. He's better as a whole midfielder, so I want to just make that, that Fair point enough, here. Yeah, I, 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 I'm not saying you don't have a point about his height and he will get targeted for his height. He will. But what I'm saying to you is this. this well, is like, no, one second. Yeah. You, you said Joel Glazer's basically the final say on any transfer. He's 100% the final say. Make, it makes no sense, though. Makes but it's no fact. Sense Whether it makes sense or not, it's a fact. That, that's, that's like someone giving you the control of Manchester United's finances and saying, well, go ahead. You oh. that. He knows nothing about football. I know, I know saying, but that's obvious, saying. mate. I, I, I know mean, what I... you're saying, but that makes no sense. Why? Yeah. Why has this been allowed to happen? Well, you're right. Don't ask me. Ask him. I'm not. I don't there's know. People, there's people yeah. out there that obviously want want the answers. There's people okay. watching. I can't give you them. I'm not him. I'm not clairvoyant. I can't read minds. I assume because if you look at how they run their other businesses, they do not want to surrender control of what they spend. Right, so I assume it's that, but the impasse is Joe Glazer, one hundred percent, man. So, <clears throat> and I have to choose my word very carefully here, right? I'm not a fan of Richard Arnold, I'm not a fan of Edward Wood or any of these people involved in the football club. They took the money to be the front, but. They're impotent. They have no ability to make final decisions. 
um, from what I'm reliably informed. Now, you know what I'm talking about, mm -hmm. right? Now, I'm going to have to leave it there. But uh, the, the, this football club is in the process of being sold, and I'm relatively certain of that. And so... This so it's is not a, a minority stake that's being reported no. by Sky and all these... No. No, I, I'm sure the Glazers will have, will have certainly explored that idea. If some idiot's stupid enough to come in and buy Class B shares where they have no control over what happens in the football club and gives the Glazers a couple of hundred million, they can hold on to that asset for a little while longer while it recovers its, its valuation. Sure, they do that, I'm sure. There's no appetite for that, Tom. People, I mean, if you've got a couple of hundred million, you're not an idiot, right? And it's blatantly obvious that the Glazers are the cancer inside the football club. You don't, like I said, you don't give Dracula money to run the blood bank. And stay here. I know. I know you've actually run this football club into the ground. Here's some more money to do more. You'd almost. I mean, if you genuinely give Glazers money to invest in a football club without realizing that they're completely impalpable to match his native funds, it wouldn't change anything. Native funds would still protest. They don't want them there, in any capacity, right? I don't care if there's a benefactor in the background giving them a billion a week to put in the net. I don't want them there. I don't trust them. Glazers get. You think get more money? They'll take it out. Do you think that's ultimately the reason why Randy walked and said, my hands are up, I'm done, I can't have the final decision on transfers? Like you said, it's Joel Glazer making those final decisions. And obviously Randy would have wanted that. I think that um, anyone who's looking at the long-term future of this football club and sees the changes that are coming wouldn't be confident in their future. So I think uh, United were not serious about spending the summer. We're not serious about rebuilding the summer. Um, we're, and I think that if you're someone who builds a football club and you consult to build a football club, but you really no intention of following through on those instructions, what's the point? So, but is, is there a point now where we can be positive about the future because we know yeah, that, mm -hmm, halfway out the door, that there's going to be a change? Yes, I'm not saying we're guaranteed great owners. We're not guaranteed loads of money in the first year of the world. We need it. We absolutely need it, and we need it soon. But it's definitely the grass isn't always greener, so you have to approach it with caution, surely. Of course, you have to approach it with caution, and there's no guarantee if you could buy a billionaire. Look, if you look at Arsenal, right? Stan Kroenke's wife is one of the richest people in the world. She owns Walmart. Right? Walmart generate more revenue than most countries. Stan Kroenke's a multi-billionaire himself. It doesn't necessarily mean they're going to come in and spend billions on your team, right? So. Um, but United badly need investment across all sectors. So anyone that's buying it is going to have to recognize that the squad needs bad investment. The stadium needs bad investment. Everything's tired. Just the basic, most logical extrapolations of what's going on at Manchester United. No one, no sponsors paying for fan equity. If you if you want to sponsor Manchester United, the fans are the product. How on earth can you leverage any product to Manchester United fans from the Glazers and say, you sponsor my football club, therefore buy my product. Whenever Manchester United fans are constantly attacking sponsors. If you look at one of the biggest fundamental differences between 2005, green and gold, you didn't have Twitter. And Twitter uh, makes everyone accessible. So United cannot announce a sponsor anymore without the inevitable re reaction, right? So that revenue stream is gone. The Glazers have appeased United fans two ways, through signings and through results they can provide neither right now. Okay? So... If you look at that football club, the only kindest thing you can say is what they're doing, they're doing deliberately. Because otherwise, they're the most inept individuals that ever lived anywhere, right? There's no way 
and you need to have some highly competent people they're they're doing this um anything other than deliberately there's no way right i mean if 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 nottingham forest can go out and sign 13 14 players there's no reason why you need to can't go out and sign five or six if they're properly funded right but Based on what I've been told on the inside by people I completely respect and know, um, it's obvious why you need it on bad players and what they've seen, what I've seen. But then where does it leave? Where does it leave us right now? Then so we've got what? How many weeks? Two weeks until the end of the window? Three weeks? What's going to happen before then? Because we do need stuff. We need we need people in right now. It's not as if we can wait. The team the team badly needed. We're shambles. Well, here's the thing: when you started talking about may be a short-term pain, long-term gain. This is probably where United are going to be at. So if there's an offer on the table that is... I wish I could say so much more, but I can't. Um, if there's an offer on the table that the Glazers want to accept, they're not spending. Why would they? Why do they care? Right? Leave that to someone else. What did Mike actually do at Newcastle? Right, so United fans may have to accept the fact that what's going to happen between now and the end of the window is one or two dopey loans or something like that. Right, but I do not expect any major investment casting me running like that. And the only way that will happen, Glazers have to sustain the asset if they don't have an immediate buyer, right? Because their assets depreciate, and uh. Unless they've got a wealthy benefactor that's going to come in and just write them a check right away. Um, but they can't, they have to be careful. So, this is, the, I, I think that um, we may have to accept the fact that there may not be much happening between now and the end of the window. You might get a loan or two or one or two piecemeal signings, like a Rabio, like an Arnautovic, which is clearly patchwork. I said when those signings were happening, before I knew what was going on, those are the signings you make to stay up, right? That's exactly what their intention is. Make sure this club does stay in the bottom three. Okay. So um, this is about sustaining the asset rather than investing in the asset. Um, so I think, uh, for, well, they expect the football club to be sold. But then what is there to look forward to as a United fan over the next few months? Is it going to be, is it going to be pain? Probably. Well, I'll take it. I would take right now leaving the Glazers out the door right now for no sense. Yeah, absolutely. But then you, you also have to think about the long term in terms of the season for this team. I'm thinking long term, that's why I want them out. Yeah, but, but th- this season's going to be bad. If we don't sign anyone, sure. this season's going to be very, sure. very bad. We're getting the next, talent, the, the next 40 will be bad if they stay. No, absolutely. Yeah, 100%. Why but couldn't for less? The day, th- there needs to be some sort of of transfer window here. We can't we can't continue like how we are. I know you say a couple of loans in Pulisic maybe possibly an unknown. Again, don't think he he, he does much different <clears> than what we have. I think we definitely need a midfielder in. So you've said about yeah, sustaining the about asset. Six or seven players, realistically. Yeah. And and but, you've said but, about sustaining the asset though. So Yeah, but sustaining yeah. the asset is not competing for top four. Sustaining the assets making sure you don't get relegated. So right. for example, right? For example, if Ronaldo goes, which I think we're both agree it might not be a bad thing. What happens to the asset then if Ronaldo leaves? Does does that depreciate? Oh, if it, if you're going to keep it long term, of course. But if it's short term, I don't quite like her. If if there's an eminent sale, 
why do they care if Ronaldo leaves? If there's an imminent sale, why do they care who United are going to buy or don't buy? The long-term health of Manchester is not their concern. If they're going to sell the football club, that's yours and mine and the new owners. It's not theirs. So that That's if there is an imminent sale. If there's not an imminent sale, then losing Ronaldo affects what you sell the club for, well, obviously. If they're going to let Ronaldo go, not same players, there's an imminent sale. Yeah. Okay? Because... And do, you, do you think there's a legitimate chance that Ronaldo leaves before the end of this window? I think it's 99.9% certain that he's before the end of the window. And where would he go? No idea. And uh, Ronaldo could probably retire before he would stay. Because the situation with Ronaldo is a disgrace inside the club. It's just, it's it's unbelievable. And, uh, you know, a month ago we were talking about no leaks and everything else. What did I say? They'll be leaking about Ten Hag within a week. What are they doing? Right? Like About 10 hot. Right? So, it's an impossible job in its current guys. The football club is completely unsustainable. The football club was always going to end up, this was always going to be the end game with the Glazers. It was going to capitulate. And it's capitulated. So, there's nothing that United have done this season. It's pre-season. It's commensurate with long-term investment about protecting the asset. It's all about patchwork so you can sell it. Right. There's other things that I can't say publicly that I'm aware of that they've done parsimoniously and say that football club that defy belief. And uh, I love the football club. There's a lot of good people who work inside the club who share our views, who uh, make a modest living, who are good people. It's not their fault. But... Um, this is a hard podcast to do, maybe because I have to pick every word carefully because there's certain people I need to protect with information. But uh, the quality of information that I have is better than any time I've ever had. I'm not doing one with it. Um, I've spoke to certain people the last couple of days that they're not speculative journalists. These are people that work in the financial sector that are, they don't, they're not in this for clicks and retweets and all that they're in this be accurate it's more important what's right than who's right and so i think it's pretty um, you could say with a high degree of confidence that Manchester United are for sale 100 not partially for sale not partial investment i mean i think that's a pretty logical conclusion based on everything that i'm being told by people that i have the utmost respect for when i talked to bloomberg yesterday about this. So, well, obviously, obviously, the the clubs for sale. You've said that. You've said it's not going to be a, a minority sure thing. It's going to be the clubs for sale. That's it. That's it. Done basically. And as far as you're aware, that there's a there's a good chance there's an offer on the table without you saying it. I'm the one putting words in. From from what I'm gathering, I didn't say I do this. Okay, I said it. I I <laughs> will, will we imagine that 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 that's the case possibly. So obviously it's at a stage where we're going to have to go through this for the next three weeks with no little to no signings. It's going to be a tough slog until Christmas. And even after that, it might not get better because what's to say the new owners are going to pump a lot of money into the club in January? I genuinely, on where we are in the league. I genuinely feel, mate, that if it comes out 100% that the Glazers are soliciting offers to sell the football club, it would lift the mood so much inside United. 
that they would recover. Maybe not to be a point where you get the top four, but I think you'd find some competitiveness in it. Because what you're seeing at United and the reason why they're losing games are more human issues than football, right? It's motivational issues, it's emotional issues, it's disillusionment, it's uh, no no fate, no motivation, no reason to care. Um, not because, you know, yes, of course, partly because they're not good enough, but more to do with intangibles, more to do with things that aren't from a training pitch, things that aren't from, you know, maybe a sports psychologist can help you with, but they have to identify with the cause. They have to identify 100% with sport and merit and have to identify with um, sport and accomplishment and want to achieve something. And first of all, I believe that they can achieve something that Manchester United with players pleading for new signings. And what, what, how on earth can you run a football club like this? You know, what do you think, even if the Glazers said, you know what, we're not selling the club, but we're going to keep it in its current case, what do you think that football club is going to work in six months? How does it make any sense? That, that's the problem that they're in. And obviously, like, when you've got players pleading for new signings, it's a serious issue. There's, we're going to have to promote from within if if we don't make the signings. If you, if, like you say, if, if, like you say, that there's a, there's a, well, we're talking about selling James Warner, the, the Everton or Chelsea or Spurs, whoever's in for him. What's that all about? Why it's about making sure that whatever they spend is already covered. So that they're but not then, spending more money, they don't have to. But they shouldn't they shouldn't be able to say then Joel Glazer shouldn't have a say to say, well no, actually I'm not gonna buy this player because we're not gonna be here, but I'm not gonna sell him either. There should be some sort of sold. It's his business till it's sold. Till yeah. someone writes until he cashes a check, it's his business. So he is entitled to make those decisions. All right. Until that football club goes in the escrow, it's his club. Until they accept an offer, it's his club. Well, there has to be and like a brand, the highest level. Well, he will bear the brunt of any drop in valuation as a result of the current plate. But you have to understand something about where the Glazers see Manchester United's value. It's not in results on the pitch. It's not in the stadium. It's in their brand and the global recognition of their brand. Right? Disney, if you Nike, for example, you know, when you'd see a Nike commercial, I told you nothing about the product. Nothing. Right? It was all about the strength, the brand, the recognition of the brand. This is where the Glazers see matches in his value. The problem is for the Glazers, they're so bad right now, it's completely overshadowing this massive history of Manchester United that they can't sell to sponsors. So the juxtaposition of United's current position being so bad and so toxic versus the past, which is what they sell, is prohibiting our ability to market the football club and bring in commercial revenue. So the football club cannot be sustained in its current guise. It needs major investment. First of all, they can't compete with the top teams financially anyway, with Barcelona or, or with Chelsea, with, with with City and all that. Or even if the Glazers, you know, were were were, were marginally taking money out. So, the, the, do you the, think that's really why? Maybe, do you think maybe that's why that they've came out and said that they're selling the minority share because instantly, if they say the club's for sale, the price drops, someone will make a low offer. Whereas if they say it's a minority share someone comes in looking to buy the club. Do you think that's their ploy then? No, I think the actual price goes up if they come out and say it's for sale because <clears throat> you're going to have interested parties, the stock price will go up, what have you. Uh, I think they know that people have got confirmation that there's something going on. So and what do you make of Elon? This is the most plausible thing they can say. Huh? 
do you think um, that, that plays on Elon Musk's tweet? Why he tweeted that when he tweeted it? Obviously, I don't think he's going to be interested. He may, maybe, but I don't think he will be. If he's tweeted, do you think it, he knows that the, that you know are for sale? Well, if you're an intermediary, which the Glazers will be acting through, and you're not contacting the richest people in the world, you're not doing your job. So uh, your job is to get offers for that football club. Your job is to, Glazers will appoint you and give you a commission for selling it, just like a realtor. And if you're sitting with one of the most praised assets in the sporting world and you're not contacting people like Elon Musk, what are you doing? So he will know it's for sale. Everyone in the financial sector who's got serious resources will know it's for sale. I think that they looked at Chelsea. I think they've been thinking about this for a while, to be honest. <clears throat> you know, I heard what Richard Arnold said about needing investment for the stadium everything else. They're not putting that money in. So they sweated the asset to its limit. And the asset is at a point now where there's really not much more you can sweat out of it without putting money back in. And this was always going to be the crossroads. When we lose the incentive to keep the club because you can no longer pay us in the way that we want. Because, look, everyone focuses on the dividends, but there's so much more than that. There's director's fees. There's everything else that they're taking out. They've been selling parts of that club now for, for years. They took out a $100 million operating loan after COVID. They sold $134 million the following season. So they've been on this trajectory for a while. So I think they've been thinking about it. I think if you look at where the financial markets are, the cost of borrowing money to continue to fund Manchester United is going up, right? I think uh, when you look at all the other factors, it now makes more sense to sell it because they'll make more money selling it than they will keeping it. And that's the only thing that matters to these people. So where, where, where does that leave us then? Obviously, they're, they're going to leave. This, this season's going to be... Like, what we watched last weekend was an absolute disgrace. Mm -hmm. Put the Glazers aside for a second. That was an absolute shambles of a performance. Not one player performed for the shirt. It was a disgrace from start to finish. What's going to happen Monday night? This is probably the biggest the game. They're going season. to get drilled on Monday night. That's the only thing that can happen. Those players will be dreading this game. Right? Of course. But the only way, you know, United fans are going to protest against Liverpool. Right? Mm -hmm. This is the optics of that are, are horrible for United. Right? Horrible for TV, international rights holders, everything else. Right? The Scottish Premier League, Celtic fans won't thank me for this, but the Scottish Premier League needs Celtic and Rangers. Right? Obviously. The TV contract is worth more with the old firm game. Okay. I mean, I want to watch old firm games. I enjoy them. I'm a neutral. I really like watching them. Um, football needs rivalries. They define each other. Manchester United, Liverpool, English football needs that. When Hicks and Gillette took over Liverpool, I completely empathized because I understood the antecedent to that was the Glazers. And when the Glazer takeover happened, it was a propodetic for a lot of fans because now they became educated on LBOs, labor rates, everything else, that there was never a part of, part of football parlance ever, right? But now it is. And now you can't pull the wool over fans' eyes anymore. But the Glazers set a negative precedent that was soon followed that visited other football clubs. Now you've got the Premier League, they're looking at their asset going, it's not good for business that Manchester United are sitting bottom of the league. Imagine you had to get relegated. It would be devastating commercially for the Premier League. Devastating, Right? And not just for the Premier League, but for other football clubs. This is something, I mean, other fans may think we're arrogant, but that can't happen. But that's a very realistic possibility. Now, if this was yeah, happening in the NFL... I don't, I don't, like, 
It's freaking me so? out saying there's a chance that we we could go down. I mean, Mate, tw- take like, a look at United's results over the last twenty games. It'd be second bottom. No, I, no, I understand that over the last twenty games. It's hundred percent. Take a look at everything. When you look at the squad and you look at the players that we have within the squad, yes, maybe that they're not, they're not good enough to win the league. They're definitely not bad enough to go down. Like I need, we need to take a step back for a second. I don't well, think that the they're, they're not bad enough to go down. I think it, whenever whenever you're looking at the players at the moment, it's a confidence issue. You've touched on it a second Tell me ago. Who there's, did. A, there's a huh? Tell me who they beat. Well, again, you're asking me questions. I'm matters, man. But but I can't answer because I don't know who would beat. But right. what I'm saying is, is that we're going to see over the next ten games. Like I'm not going to judge them on the first two games of the season and say there's a chance we'll go down because I think it's unrealistic to say. I'm so. not talking about two games. I'm talking about twenty games. If you look, you're at talking that about much, the end of last season, which was also a yeah, it's got worse. It's managed to get worse. I mean, that performance against Brantford, it wasn't even professional. They're not even competitive in games. You watch an FA Cup game between Barrow and, and Manchester City, and you'll see a closer balance, competitive balance in that game than what you saw against Brantford. I mean, Brantford could have dominated 9-0 if they'd have really wanted. Really? Because every time it- they went forward i mean come take a look at what you saw with david de Gea with that back pat with that that, that. i know that's offensive I'm, with, I'm with i'm with i'm with you on that but at the end of the day but we have to also be realistic right there's a new manager a new regime a different style of play there's all these different factors right yes it was shite towards the end of last season no doubt it was shite the start of the season no problem but we're only two games in the new regime under a new manager to be talking about potential relegation for a club like ours is a bit ridiculous at this point. Why, what, yes, club like if, if, if within... What 10, club like if, ours, like, maybe like 76? Club like if, ours. If within, if within 10 to 15 games that this is the same, same route, then yes, of course. So you mean have that, that, that if it's over 20 games? We're still in this... But, we're, yeah, we're, but we're talking about... Last from over 20 games. Season. We're talking about last season. Well, what's different? An, it's got an worse. Manager, under an interim manager. But it's got worse. There's no new manager bench. But, but we can't say it's definitely got worse because there's a new manager. 100% it's regime. got worse. No. It's a new yeah. manager, different regime. What, we can't, was the we last, can't... what was the last game in United season last season? What, did, what was it? But we, we can't compare last season to this. They lost the Brighton, right? Different. They it's lost different. The... Why? It's not different. It is. Let me, ask you this. If, if, let me ask you this. If Norwich City stayed up on the last day of last season, is this season any different? It's the same team. They're the same favourite. They got relegated. Okay. Sa- same team. A, a couple of different players added in a different manager a different setup and a different style of play how can you compare that to that because it's here's different. the thing you see what you see what Brentford did they did with Brighton did they exploited United's weaknesses tactically exactly the same way exactly the same way so everyone so you think after two can... games you can, okay after two games right what you're saying is that you can make a realistic assumption under yeah what, no no, no after, 20 games, well, after 20 after 20 0 Okay. Oh, well, I know, but Ten Hag's only been here for two games of the Premier League. Doesn't matter. Ten Hag's not, Ten Hag's got nothing to do with this. It, it, listen, calm. If you've got eleven footballers on a pitch that aren't willing to do the basics, right? The basics. You're going down. Simple as that. Your future is in their hands. If they don't go out and run, as much as the opposition like they had to do on Sunday, you're going down. Because you got to find a way to get those intangibles out of them. How do you rebuild confidence when you're losing 4 0? Because you don't do that in the training pitch. How do you get them to identify with the cause that they clearly don't when they're so disillusioned and they're all want out? None of them feel like it's their fault. They, it's not my fault. It's upstairs. Just get me out of here. So 
You've got 11 players that don't want to play for this football club. Manchester United have went down before. And if anyone doesn't think that's a very realistic possibility, and I would rather optimism, but we'll not agree on that. Maybe that's a very, very serious maybe, situation. Maybe, I, maybe I'm being too optimistic, but I think for me, I can't base my opinion of Ten Hag's team, this team, because it's a different team the last season. Sure. Well, whilst what you're saying is true, yes, the last games of last season were terrible as well, but it was under yep. a different regime. So I'm not going to judge my opinion on that. If it's the same case after 10, 15 games, then yeah, maybe I will, I will be on your side of things. But at the That's moment, I don't, think, I don't think relegation is a possibility, truthfully. Well, I don't I think there's much worse teams than Manchester United in the league. At the moment, yes, we're probably the worst of the lot paper. in terms of how we're playing. But whenever you look at the players we have and the strength that we have, the... There's so there's so much that we could be optimistic about, but we haven't got to see it yet because there's been no performances to show that. So I can understand right. where you're coming from, but I don't think it's a I don't think it's a realistic possibility. You can't judge players on what they've done a couple of years ago. <laughs> judge them on what they've done over the last six months. That's their recent body of work. And the past is a great predictor of the future. And when you look at what those players have done the last six months, they've done tools. Okay, but okay, right. We'll touch on last season then because that's what you've said, right? There was a, a mental state of those players towards the end of the last season where no one cared. Like you just said, they all walked mm-hmm. out. There was an interim manager. They didn't know if he was going to be here next next year. They didn't know if they were coming or going. None of them knew if they were coming or going. Right? This is a new manager. I don't think those players can fold like they did under Ramjic. But they already did, Because he just won't allow it. They, but, they no, but when you say don't, we won't allow it, what are the consequences for, an, for doing it? Me or you what, don't know that because we don't know. What, what are the consequences for Ronaldo doing it? Well, again, if he leaves... He's being made to stay at the football club because of his commercial value. So what's but, his consequences for Dan and Tools? Well, again, that's up to Ten Hag to make that there decision. No, that's where he has to stamp his authority on the squad. But he has no authority. When Joel Glazer is turning so, around and saying, you can't touch him because he's worth too much commercially to me, he has no authority. Well, then he should have walked. That's everything against what he's saying. He should walk. Then, in my opinion, if I was well, I mean, walk, look, the only not? way he doesn't walk is if he's being told not to because this situation is going to change. But I would agree with you that if this was the situation that was going to continue, I'd walk too because I wouldn't sacrifice my reputation for them. But, but as we've seen, Matt, and this has not been a new thing, Manchester United coddle players because of their commercial value and take away, usurp the ability of the manager to bring in his players and to get this player out and to get that player out. Joe Glazer has been doing this. Did it with Martial with Mourinho. Can't get rid of him. No. Don't have all the players. No, I don't want you to get rid of him. Oh, you could sell him, but not him. Not him. You can't run a football club that way. You're a babysitter. And blaming the babysitter for the behavior of your kids is ridiculous. The habits come from the parents. They're the ones that set the parameters. They're the ones that set behavioral habits. They're the ones that set incentives. They're the ones that set punitive measures. And if you have no ability... We, if I work for someone that has no ability to sack me and no ability to discipline me, I have no respect for them. But is it not that, that Ten Hag's trying to, you know, it's a different way of thinking, it's a different culture. Obviously, he's trying to press, mm. he's trying all these different things that yeah. isn't just going to change after two weeks. Well, I know he's been with the team since what June, so he's been there a couple of months now, but it's not going to change after two games of the Premier League season, is my point. Do you know what I mean? Do we need to give him time? Do we need to be more? Oh, it does need the situation. Course, it's, it's a fluid situation, if you've said so. Obviously, we're, we're going to have to get used to this for, for a while, but we can't be saying, in my opinion, this early on, oh, there's a good chance we're going to get relegated. Oh, there's a chance we'll get relegated. If, I don't think it's... if you need it, don't change what's going on and say that football club, there's only one trajectory. They're heading. That's it. And I'm telling you, Everton, if you'd have asked Everton fans to start a last season, are we too good to go down? They said yes. They weren't. It's a very realistic possibility. And let me tell you something. United are worse than Everton. They were last season. Now, 
what one of the positive things is the intangibles that are causing it to be this way, which are entirely mental, right? They're nothing to do with their technical ability, right? Has to do the, technically those players on the right team are much better than what they are. I agree with that, and they shouldn't be in the bump. But the reasons why they are, the only way that changes is when you got that football club and give it an exorcism and bring in people that completely change the optimism of those players where they believe they can be successful at that football club. See, the thing is, all those players think they're too good to go down to. They're too good for this. They don't want to be there. Get me out. Get me to another club. I don't want to be here. And when you have that, no collective team spirit, no one pulling together, no one taking responsibility, this is what happens. But right? I think that's where the comparison between Ramnik and Tim Hag comes in because – Den Hag and Ramnick, right? Both wanted to play a similar way with the press, but if they haven't got the players to do it, we haven't strengthened them. So we can't really blame Den Hag I'm or Ramnick. I'm not blaming that. him. I'm not blaming him. We'll have to say, like, he's not been back in the transfer window. He's maybe got a couple of his targets. He hasn't got who he needs to, in order to play this way. So how, how are we expecting Manchester United to come out and beat Brentford or Brighton? Like, yeah, Brentford came before. Yeah, yeah, and I, I said to you, I said to you, Brentford would beat us. I said them loads of people prefer beat us. It's a hard place to go. I think we'll get beat Monday night by Liverpool as well. But the problem is, is where isn't the hard like place to go? In the in the Premier League, well, like I mean, I know they're it's everywhere. Yeah, it's one of the most true. overused cliches. Hard place to no, go. Well, Everywhere's a hard place to go in the Premier League. And if you don't match place. physicality, you don't match intensity, which neither are miles off, you lose. But I think that's where the point is: is that you've made there about the physicality, and that's my point on Martinez. Ten Hag should have made a, a reasonable decision for that game that, you know what, I should probably start with Ryan McGuire for, yeah. for the physical Two weeks reason. ago, he was called the Butcher of Amsterdam. I know. And here, so, I, I think he's a good player. So, but I just, can't say he doesn't like physicality. Well, phys- physicality. Does Did he not, like, there's another famous video of him marking uh, Holland out of the game. He's a big tall striker. But again, this is the Premier League where he was, he was marking Holland in a one, it's one game. Mate. Everyone looks good on YouTube. Do you know what I mean? You're watching but YouTube that, videos. But, but, but it's the game at the very I think he's a good, level. I, I, th- I think he's a good player. I just think I would like to see him in a role maybe right. He could, maybe could he slot in right back, left back? Could he slot in holding midfield? Mm, he's possibly. the type of player who could, could play, slot in holding midfield. But he's not the type of player who's going to go up against physical strikers in whenever we're playing Brighton and Brentford and be able to mm. muscle them around. Because mm-hmm. that's where you need someone like Varane or Maguire. Or, you know what? Play five at the back then and have three because he suits into a three well though. When you think about what a team is comprised of, I mean, it's comprised of players with different strengths and different ability, right? So defenders complement each other. Fabio Cannavaro is one of the best defenders in the world. He's five foot nine. By the way, yep. Santa Martin is five foot eleven, not five ten, right? Mm-hmm. So um, Maguire's the set, the height. Maguire and Lindelof have height. They were they were t- taken apart on the ground, right? So that's where Maguire and other players are supposed to come in and give assistance, right? Maguire doesn't match physicality either, right? Atrocious, just atrocious, right? Uh, and when you look at how United play and one of the things that they're lacking, they invite this pressure onto themselves because they don't have the ability to, to, to do what, they're, what, what, what Ten Hag wants them to do. It's not his fault, and you can't hold him responsible for this. And so when I look at the reasons why United are failing, I don't see how they fix this with a manager. In fact, I don't see how they fix it with a couple of modest signings. This football club is in so much trouble. And Calm, I've been watching United Mile since I was five years of age. And 
I, we've had bad signings before. We've had bad teams before. We've had bad results before. I've seen them get annihilated by City 6-1. I've seen them lose big, and it's been bad. But never for these reasons. And these reasons are really, really concerning. Because it doesn't matter who you sign. As soon as you bring them into that club, they get infected by the virus that surrounds that football club. And I believe United could sign the four best players in the world, and within three weeks, they've looked like plotters. Because the things that you need to be a successful football club don't exist at United anymore, right? And they're not even trying anymore. So to bring this back to where we started, the positive thing is I am pretty certain this football club is going to get sold. And it's the only thing that can happen now to save this football club. Not just this, but to save the Glazers' asset, to save their profit. They can't hold on to this football club anymore because it's only going one place the longer they hold on to it. It's not recovering its price that it was in 2017. It's not getting back there. Okay. And if the Glazers were going to hold on to this football club, this was the summer to sit down and say, guys, you need to invest a couple of hundred million. Right. You can, you'll get it back. Yeah, exactly. Right. But this is a neglected asset. Severely neglected asset, and you only start neglecting an asset when you're going to sell it. You strip it, and they've stripped it. And so, they want to. They, they, the positive thing is, I'm certain this club's going to get sold. Well, hope, hopefully soon over the next couple of weeks, and then we can get on to a new life as a Manchester United fan. I hope so. At the moment, it's depressing, and these conversations we're having are depressing. I need to go and take some time to talk after <laughs> we speak about this thing. 100%, man. What I will say, folks, is, um, as I've said, uh, this is a very fluid story. There's an awful lot that um, very good journalists have that they haven't put out yet that will, I'm sure, come out very, very soon um, that uh, we're sitting on. I will continue to update people as I get as I get the authority to release some information. Um, but uh, a lot is happening borrow it's hot things are happening yeah. <laughs> so um, i just wait i just wish we had a broke uh, the takeover news because you literally told me about this early hours of after the game on sunday it was early hours everything that's came out today word for word you've told me so obviously we didn't get the chance to do you know what they did with Cantara, man? i know yeah i was waiting on this coming out go tell them go late yeah. end the podcast End the podcast. Do you want me to say it? If you can't say it, I'll say it. No problem. Screen roar. What did they do with screen roar? Tell them. Uh, we'll leave. I'm, I'm not... Anyway. When Tell you see what happens, Solskjaer screaming to get Thiago Alcantara, Joel Glazer refusing to give him a four-year contract instead of a three. He wanted a four-year contract. Thiago Alcantara's agent was begging United to give him a four-year contract. Begging him. Solskjaer begged for him. Need this player, the player from the back. We need a technical defensive midfield. I can't play with McFred or Fred McTominay. I need this player. Joe Glazer, no, 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 no. Right? Screen roar. Joe Glazer, no, 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 no. Right? Well, it's there in writing. It's there in writing. Um, people well, I don't know what that is, but um, I know for a fact that it exists, that that happened. Well, yeah. I would say I was told by an exceptional source that it happened. So, yeah. But anyway. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, thanks, all right, folks, listen, thanks for everyone downloading the podcast, listening. Mm-hmm. We'll upload this uh, to our Beyond the Pitch platform. There's going to be a lot of podcasts over the next few days. Uh, to get more information, at, um, I'll continue to inform you. Thanks for all your support, and I hope you're all well. Take it easy. Calm, all the best, mate. Yeah, right. Good See you